This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. It's IVP author Drew Jackson here, and I want to tell you about my second collection of poetry called Touch the Earth, Poems on the Way. So keep listening until the end of the episode to learn more. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemini Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament Reading Exodus chapter 10 through chapter 12, verse 30 Chapter 10 Plague 8 Locusts The Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants in order to display these signs of mine before him, and in order that in the hearing of your son and your grandson, you may tell how I made fools of the Egyptians, and about my signs that I displayed among them, so that you may know that I am the Lord. So Moses and Aaron came to Pharaoh and told him, This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has said. How long do you refuse to humble yourself before me? Release my people, so that they may serve me. But if you refuse to release my people, I'm going to bring locusts into your territory tomorrow. They will cover the surface of the earth, so that you will be unable to see the ground. They will eat the remainder of what escaped, what is left over for you, from the hail. And they will eat every tree that grows for you from the field. They will fill your houses, the houses of your servants, and all the houses of Egypt, such as neither your fathers nor your grandfathers have seen since they have been in the land until this day. Then Moses turned and went out from Pharaoh. Pharaoh's servants said to him, How long will this man be a menace to us? Release the people, so that they may serve the Lord their God. Do you not know that Egypt is destroyed? So Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh. And he said to them, Go, serve the Lord your God. Exactly who is going with you? 
Moses said, We will go with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters, and with our sheep and our cattle we will go, because we are to hold a pilgrim feast for the Lord. He said to them, The Lord will need to be with you if I release you and your dependents. Watch out. Trouble is right in front of you. No, go, you men only, and serve the Lord, for that is what you want. Then Moses and Aaron were driven out of Pharaoh's presence. The Lord said to Moses, Extend your hand over the land of Egypt for the locusts, that they may come up over the land of Egypt and eat everything that grows in the ground, everything that the hail has left. So Moses extended his staff over the land of Egypt, and then the Lord brought an east wind on the land all day and all night. The morning came, and the east wind had brought up the locusts. The locusts went up all over the land of Egypt and settled down in all the territory of Egypt. It was very severe. There had been no locusts like them before, nor will there be such ever again. They covered the surface of all the ground, so that the ground became dark with them. And they ate all the vegetation of the ground, and all the fruit of the trees that the hail had left. Nothing green remained on the trees or on anything that grew in the fields throughout the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh quickly summoned Moses and Aaron and said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. So now, Forgive my sin, this time only, and pray to the Lord your God that he would only take this death away from me. Moses went out from Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord. And the Lord turned a very strong west wind, and it picked up the locusts and blew them into the Red Sea. Not one locust remained in all the territory of Egypt. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not release the Israelites. Plague 9 darkness. The Lord said to Moses, Extend your hand toward heaven, so that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, a darkness so thick it can be felt. So Moses extended his hand towards heaven, and there was absolute darkness throughout the land of Egypt for three days. No one could see another person, and no one could rise from his place for three days. But the Israelites had light in the places where they lived. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and said, Go, serve the Lord. Only your flocks and herds will be detained. Even your families may go with you. But Moses said, Will you also provide us with sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may present them to the Lord our God? Our livestock must also go with us. Not a hoof is to be left behind. For we must take these animals to serve the Lord our God. Until we arrive there, we do not know what we must use to serve the Lord. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he was not willing to release them. Pharaoh said to him, Go from me. Watch out for yourself. Do not appear before me again. For when you see my face, you will die. Moses said, As you wish. I will not see your face again. Chapter 11 Plague 10 Death 
The Lord said to Moses, I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. After that, he will release you from this place. When he releases you, he will drive you out completely from this place. Instruct the people that each man and each woman is to request from his or her neighbor items of silver and gold. Now the Lord granted the people favor with the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, respected by Pharaoh's servants and by the Egyptian people. Moses said, This is what the Lord has said. About midnight, I will go throughout Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt will die. From the firstborn son of Pharaoh, who sits on his throne, to the firstborn son of the slave girl who was at her handmill, and all the firstborn of the cattle. There will be a great cry throughout the whole land of Egypt, such as there has never been, nor ever will be again. But against any of the Israelites, not even a dog will bark against either people or animals, so that you may know that the Lord distinguishes between Egypt and Israel. All these your servants will come down to me and bow down to me, saying, Go, you and all the people who follow you, and after that I will go out. Then Moses went out from Pharaoh in great anger. The Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not listen to you, so that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. So Moses and Aaron did all these wonders before Pharaoh. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not release the Israelites from his land. Chapter 12 The Institution of Passover The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month is to be your beginning of months. It will be your first month of the year. Tell the whole community of Israel, On the tenth day of this month, They each must take a lamb for themselves according to their families, a lamb for each household. If any household is too small for a lamb, the man and his next-door neighbor are to take a lamb according to the number of people. You will make your count for the lamb according to how much each one can eat. Your lamb must be perfect, a male, one year old, You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You must care for it until the fourteenth day of this month, and then the whole community of Israel will kill it around sundown. They will take some of the blood and put it on the two side posts and top of the doorframe of the houses where they will eat. They will eat the meat the same night. They will eat it roasted over the fire with bread, made without yeast, and with bitter herbs. Do not eat it raw or boiled in water, but roast it over the fire with its head, its legs, and its entrails. You must leave nothing until morning, but you must burn with fire whatever remains of it until morning. This is how you are to eat it. Dressed to travel, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. You are to eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. I will pass through the land of Egypt in the same night 
and I will attack all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both of humans and of animals. And on all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. The blood will be assigned for you on the houses where you are, so that when I see the blood I will pass over you. And this plague will not fall on you to destroy you when I attack the land of Egypt. This day will become a memorial for you, and you will celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. You will celebrate it perpetually as a lasting ordinance. For seven days you must eat bread made without yeast. Surely, on the first day you must put away yeast from your houses, because anyone who eats bread made with yeast from the first day to the seventh day will be cut off from Israel. On the first day there will be a holy convocation, and on the seventh day there will be a holy convocation for you. You must do no work of any kind on them, only what every person will eat. That alone may be prepared for you. You will keep the feast of unleavened bread, because on this very day I brought your regiments out from the land of Egypt. And so you must keep this day perpetually as a lasting ordinance. In the first month, from the fourteenth day of the month, in the evening, you will eat bread made without yeast until the twenty-first day of the month in the evening. For seven days, yeast must not be found in your houses. For whoever eats what is made with yeast, that person will be cut off from the community of Israel, whether a resident foreigner or one born in the land. You will not eat anything made with yeast. In all the places where you live, you must eat bread made without yeast. Then Moses summoned all the elders of Israel and told them, Go and select for yourselves a lamb or young goat for your families and kill the Passover animals. Take a branch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and apply to the top of the doorframe and the two side posts some of the blood that is in the basin. Not one of you is to go out the door of his house until morning, for the Lord will pass through to strike Egypt. And when he sees the blood on the top of the doorframe and the two side posts, then the Lord will pass over the door. And he will not permit the destroyer to enter your houses to strike you. You must observe this event as an ordinance for you and for your children forever. When you enter the land that the Lord will give to you, just as he said, you must observe this ceremony. When your children ask you, what does this ceremony mean to you? Then you will say, it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover. When he passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt, when he struck Egypt and delivered our households, the people bowed down low to the ground, and the Israelites went away and did exactly as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. The Deliverance from Egypt It happened at midnight. The Lord attacked all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. From the firstborn of Pharaoh, who sat on his throne, to the firstborn of the captive, who was in the prison, and all the firstborn of the cattle. Pharaoh got up in the night, along with all his servants and all Egypt. And there was a great cry in Egypt, 
for there was no house in which there was not someone dead. New Testament reading. Luke chapter 7, verses 1 through 17. Healing the Centurion's Slave. After Jesus had finished teaching all this to the people, he entered Capernaum. A centurion there had a slave who was highly regarded, but who was sick and at the point of death. When the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent some Jewish elders to him, asking him to come and heal his slave. When they came to Jesus, they urged him earnestly, He is worthy to have you do this for him, because he loves our nation and even built our synagogue. So Jesus went with them. When he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not presume to come to you. Instead, say the word, and my servant must be healed. For I too am a man set under authority, with soldiers under me. I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. He turned and said to the crowd that followed him, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. So when those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the slave well. Raising a Widow's Son Soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples in a large crowd went with him. As he approached the town gate, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, who was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion for her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and touched the bier, and those who carried it stood still. He said, Young man, I say to you, get up. So the dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they began to glorify God, saying, A great prophet has appeared among us, and God has come to help his people. This report about Jesus circulated throughout Judea and all the surrounding country. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Sovereign and holy God, we sit with these scriptures today. They are profound. And they stir up in us a whole host of questions and emotions. God, we thank you that you are a God of justice and that you deliver your people, that you have authority, that you have power and might and strength, and you also have deep compassion. We remind ourselves now of your character as we sit with Scripture that includes great suffering and death. We thank you, O oh God, that you 
offer to us open-handed grace. And in our readings today, we see death and we see life. We thank you, O God, for the way that you have raised us to new life. And we're reminded that you have power over both of those things, life and death. May we all choose this day life. May we all live this day grateful for this moment. And God, we ask that you, the one who is compassionate and merciful, continue to remind us of your character and show us your grace, even in the most difficult text. It is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Hey everyone, it's Drew Jackson here, and I'm excited to tell you about my second book, Touch the Earth, a collection of poetry that continues what I started in my first book, God Speaks Through Wombs, poems conversing with the Gospel of Luke through the lens of my own experience as a black man navigating American empire. Touch the Earth picks up in chapter 9 and continues through the end of Luke's Gospel. These poems are about what it looks like and feels like to journey on the way. When our grand ideas about love, faith, joy, and grief come down from their lofty places and get into the dirt and dust of life, where things get real and faith puts on flesh, when they touch the earth. My hope is that these poems will stir your imagination, become prayers for you, and meet you wherever you are. You can get your own copy of Touch the Earth at ivpress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word. That's code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at IVPress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Oh,